Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35 and TikTok at AGSpartanFan35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into the Christmas edition of the TFS Pod. We're about at our three-year anniversary here coming up. Uh, that's crazy to say. That was a, felt like a long time ago with COVID. That was kind of the tail end of it. Um, but here we are. Uh, Christmas is six days away. College basketball is on like crazy. It's bowl season kicked off over the weekend. NFL, we got three weeks left. Uh, it's a good time to be alive. Uh, lots of sports talk, as we always have, aside from the summer, really, where it's all golf. But we will stick to the football and basketball here. Without further ado, podium. I will start. We've touched on this. I think it was two years ago when we had uh, my coach Ken George um, on the podcast, and we talked about um, you know players not being as dedicated nowadays, stuff like that. And talk a little bit about bowl opt-outs. We talked about it in, on other pods too, um, and just seeing more and more trickle in as we get closer to the bowl games. It, it's really rubbed me the wrong way. I know it has you too, um, Dad. Um, it, like Talia Tagovailoa, he's going to be like a sixth-round pick for Maryland. He doesn't have really a bright pro future. Opting out of the bowl game because he wants to focus on his pro career. Dude, like, this is your last game at Maryland. You've been there for four years, and you're just going to not play because, you, because you're selfish. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I get it. Like, injuries happen. The, the Jake Butt injury, he tore his ACL really bad. Jalen Smith from Notre Dame, like, ruined his knee, and he was never the same, never got to be cool good in the pros. Um, I, I get It could happen like getting ready for the combine. That, that can happen to anybody, anytime. It happened to Ojabo from Michigan when he was doing testing for the combine. He tore his Achilles and had some catastrophic injury. Um, it, it can happen anytime. I get that there's risk, but if you're comp- – if if I'm an NFL GM or someone in the front office and I see someone optimable, I wouldn't want to pick them. That's someone that's not a true competitor. Um, I would never do that. Um, I get, oh, you say, oh, you bring all billions of dollars on the line, whatever, whatever. Yeah, maybe I don't, but I also would care about my team and playing and all that stuff. Um, just ridiculous. Tired of it, but it's never going to end. Maybe maybe it will with the, the playoff expanding to 12. Maybe we'll get more guys but good lord yeah on that note i'm not going to read it but i highly recommend um my buddy chris sent me this from the pittsburgh post gazette paul zisi i think is how you say his last name um wrote an article on december 14th college football is getting sillier by the day it talks about things like what ryan just covered and it it's well worth the read um if you want it hit ryan up i'll send it to him but it's it's just a, it's just a good read because he hits it spot on. It is silly season. It's ridiculous and it's kind of sad actually. Yeah, it's it's not like a, no one did that until what like probably three years ago. Mm-hmm. Was twenty twenty was probably the first time people started doing. You that. play a game literally where you could get injured at any we given watched. moment. Uh, you know, Michigan's really good 
guard who broke his leg in the Ohio State game. Like you could get injured on any play in any game. Why? Why is the bowl game significant? And especially, why do you wait until days before? Like I, I would hope that the coaches knew, and they really weren't playing him, and they just let him practice and <laughs> see it on out. But I think it's chicken shit. Well, we. In my you remember, I'm thinking back. Just sorry to keep going on this, but. We watched with our two eyes in 2007 in Michigan State played in the Champ Sports Bowl. Not some big bowl. That's a, a mid-tier. We watched Matt Ryan, a top three pick in that next draft play. Then the next year we watched Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. the number one overall pick play in the Capital One Bowl. Right. Yeah. All right. It's it's a generational and it's it's a problem. Yes, it is. All right, my podium, uh, courtesy of Chris, sent this to me today and it just kind of like rubbed me. Chris didn't rub me the wrong way, but the, the article did. This out of the Lansing State Journal. Not this isn't from them, but they re, kind of that's where my report is from. The new quote unlucky Ken Palm measure. Um, how about we quit splicing and dicing things to that finite of a level and just look at reality? So here's how the article goes. It was pretty short and sweet. Um, it's been a rough start to the 2023-24 season for Michigan State basketball, of course. Um, as we know, and apparently luck could be one of the most notable factors for the Spartans' poor start. Ken Palm Rating System, in fact, has a statistic measurement in place to track luck, which Michigan State ranks near the bottom nationally at 357 out of 362 teams. This is the rating from Ken Palm. Well, Ken Palm defines this as a measure of the deviation between a team's actual winning percentage and what one would expect from its game-by-game efficiencies. Essentially, a team involved in a lot of close games should not win or lose all of them. Those that do will be viewed as lucky or unlucky. Seriously, Michigan State is unlucky because of itself, right? Michigan State blew a three-point lead in a lot of those losses with at the three-minute mark. That's a Michigan State problem, not an unlucky problem. Can we quit blaming other factors and look at what we see with our own eyes. Michigan State and those losses did not run. They did not defend. They did not rebound. That has nothing to do with luck. You make your own luck, period. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, I, I agree. That's just Luck is a half-court shot going in. Luck is a shot from over the backboard. Luck is, you know... I don't know. You know something something uh, that just doesn't happen. At the end of the buzzer. Losing games because you don't do the fundamentals has nothing to do with luck or unluck. It it just doesn't. It it just doesn't. No, no, I agree with that. Um, all right, let's hit the uh, tee up. Um, we uh, we were talking about this before. We we usually have uh, our usual suspects. You know, Michigan, LeBron James, um, some idiot coach. Um, whatever people on sports talk um this week we're going to stick with michigan um because as we discussed last week there juan howard was under investigation um for an incident with michigan strength coach was under review all that stuff um as we're currently watching him on tv he skated free again um when there was a zero tolerance policy for him with anything um he should have been after that texas tech thing when he wasn't even coaching he should have been gone by that measure um, unbelievable, but I, I'm I'm glad he's still there. He sucks. So, whatever, whatever, guys, keep keep the idiot. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Just they play by their own rules. 
So they just are on perpetual tee up, and so is LeBron. But I'll cover LeBron in the later part of the pod. All right. Uh, time for around the world. Um, should we hit maybe the bowls that have happened? I haven't paid too close of attention, I, I would say. But, you know, enough. Um, we can just kind of go through the ones that have happened already. Ohio, Smoke, Georgia Southern. Um, by the way, I'm 7-0 in bowl picks, and you're 5-2. Uh, and two. Um, So both doing pretty well so far. Um, Jacksonville State, big comeback over Louisiana. That was a good game to watch. Appalachian State and that rain storm in Florida won. Um, Fresno State over New Mexico State won. UCLA, um, last game as a Pac-12 member, gets the win. Texas Tech smoked Cal. Um, See, Gronk sang the national anthem at that bowl game. Not bad. I like it. Good for him. Um, And then Western Kentucky was down 28-0 yesterday to Old Dominion, and they come back and win uh, in overtime. Crazy game. Um, defeating Old Dominion, then you got the famous toaster. I'm sorry, that was yesterday, famous toaster. Well, the Scooters Coffee Bowl tonight um, between uh, UTSA and Marshall. So going heavy um, with the Bulls, um, especially Saturday. There's going to be a lot again. Um, but you can pick up where we left off on our, our bowl picks. I think that we did the uh, – Left off with the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Um, hilarious. Smoo, SMU, winner of the uh, AAC playing Boston College in their home city. I'm going Smoo. Yeah, I got SMU as well in that game. All right. Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Michigan State played in this a few years back. You got Rutgers going against Miami, Florida. Um, I'm going with Miami. Um, I, Rutgers kind of fell apart at the end of the season, didn't play great. Yeah, I mean, they got that lucky comeback win over Michigan State. Not luck, not lucky, actually. Michigan State inflicted um, on itself. But, yeah, I got Miami in that game, too. <laughs> the Pop-Tarts Bowl, which was formerly the Cheez-It Bowl, formerly the Champ Sports Bowl. Um, used to love that one. Fun one in, uh, in Orlando there at Camping World Stadium. You got ranked matchup here. NC the State. The mascot is a large edible Pop-Tart. Yeah, they're Better than getting, getting mayo spread all over you. Yeah, NC State, Kansas State. I think Kansas State gets a dub here. Good ranked game. I'm I'm going the opposite. I'm going NC State. All right, nice. Uh, Valero Alamo Bowl. I like this top 15 It's always game. a good bowl game. It is. It usually is. Um, even when Michigan State played Tech in it with like half their team gone from that that fight with the mm-hmm. in the dorm. Was that with the hockey team? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Um, Arizona, number 14, they had a surprise Season really good and then playing Oklahoma number twelve. Dylan Gabriel's gone. Um, I think Arizona's going to get the win here, especially with Oklahoma having a lot of guys into the portal um, before this game. Yeah, so much for like in that article I was referring to. Oh, these are my brothers. I love my brothers until I go on to the next team of new brothers. Yeah, screw that. Arizona. Exactly. We got the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Clemson played Used to be Kentucky. a New Year's Day Bowl. Yeah. Michigan State um, played in the Gator Bowl once. Andre Risen went crazy yeah, and they lost to, to Georgia. It did used to be a New Year's Day Bowl. I don't know. I, I'm going to go Clemson here. I, I think Kentucky's solid, but I think Clemson's defense is really good. Yeah, I agree. Clemson kind of quietly had a is okay that the finish. Gator Bowl, season. isn't that when, uh, what's his name? Punch, Woody Hayes punched the Clemson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably the last time they were in it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, this is a kind of, well, it would have been a fun matchup. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Oregon State versus Notre Dame. Oregon State is going to be decimated in this game. Oh, yeah. Oregon, I think Notre Dame's going to crush them. 
But good season for Oregon State. Thanks for your That's always a good bowl game. I, lo- I actually really like the Sun Bowl. Michigan State it played fun. in it twice. They played, it was called the John Hancock Bowl. Totally the they Tiger played USC. Sun Bowl, baby. They played, it was, uh, it was the Sun Bowl the second time they got waxed. I think it was by Washington, maybe, uh, some Pac-12 team. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going Notre Dame. I mean, a lot of Oregon State's players are either in the portal or already at Michigan State. So, Yeah, and their coaches. Irish. Um, all right. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Memphis staying home to play Iowa State. I think Iowa State. That's lame to me. I don't want to stay at home if I'm in a oh, bowl game. A bowl game. But that's because there's too damn many of them. Yeah. I'm going Iowa State here. I think they get the. the These are road, all six and six teams the road too, basically, win. by the way. The road win. Yeah, I'm going Iowa State as well. Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Missouri playing Ohio State. Ohio State's having that Devin Brown play quarterback, and he's where's number 33. That's enough alone <laughs> yeah. for Missouri to win. I think Missouri wants it. They, their quarterback's good. They have a good running back. Um, that's a program that's on the up and up. they got some mm-hmm. good transfers in so far. Too. Missouri gets more Mizzou. out of beating Ohio State than Ohio State does yeah. beating Missouri. Uh, they, and even then Ohio State does losing to Missouri because Ohio State – only cares about competing for the playoff anyway. So I got Missouri too. Yeah. I, it's funny because I read something online. They're like, does Missouri dare wear the block M helmets? Huh. Just well, to mess with them. Michigan, Michigan doesn't wear block M helmets, but I get it. Cause it does look like Michigan. Yeah, so. No, exactly. Um, Chick-fil-A peach bowl, Ole Miss versus Penn state. I think Ole Miss smokes Penn state. I think Penn state was fraudulent. I, yeah. Did they go 10 and two? Sure. They beat, they lost to the two teams that were, Anything on their yeah. schedule. Ole Miss just I, I think signed Miss Lane Kiffin to a big extension. Yeah, I'm going Ole Miss as well. Yeah, I think the uh, Rebs get it done um, in this one. Big Ten's um, going to have a very poor showing yeah, in the bowl season. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not high on it. Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. I had picked Auburn, and I'm sticking with that because you know uh, opt outs. Maryland. I, I who's their quarterback? Some junk guy that I've never heard of. Right. Um, don't know. I'm, I'm going. I'm going with the Tigers and Peyton Thorns. Fighting Peyton Thorns, yeah. Done. Auburn as well. Getting it done. All right, a few more here. The Capital One Orange Bowl. Um, Georgia, Florida State. I think Georgia wants. The play. neither team cares bowl. I, I, I mean, Georgia's Florida State's PO'd rightfully that they didn't get in the playoff. Georgia wanted a shot at the playoff. Yeah, I think Georgia. I mean. I think Georgia's going to wax them just so everybody can say, see, I told you Florida State. I mean, it's, it's, you can't. It's not apples and, to apples. And Florida but that's State's also had a lot of guys enter the portal yeah. as well. So, I mean, whatever. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I think Georgia gets them, though. Um, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, kind of a fun one here. Toledo versus Wyoming. Two teams had a pretty good season. I'm going Wyoming. Um, Toledo lost a ton of guys at the portal already, too. Their quarterback gone. Where did he go, Syracuse or something like that? Baylor. Baylor, that's um, right. Baylor. Yeah, Wyoming's. Oh, Syracuse is my board. Craig Bowl is a good coach for Wyoming. I think they get it done. They had a nice season. I'm going Toledo despite losing their quarterback. All right. Relia Quest Bowl, formerly the uh, Outback Bowl. Um, I don't even know what Relia Quest is. LSU versus Wisconsin. LSU's name. Daniels isn't playing, but their backup is really good. Nussmeyer, um, yeah. LSU's going to crush them. I think so, too. Wisconsin can't score. Wisconsin stinks. VRBO Fiesta Bowl. Liberty versus Oregon. Oregon is going to win that game like 40 Even with a lot of opt-outs and whatever, oh, they're Oregon gonna, will they're win. Gonna, I mean, Liberty, Liberty will keep it close for a half, but Oregon's going to crush them. Oregon's going to crush them. Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Um, 
formerly the Capital One Bowl, formerly what was it? It was the VRB. VO this should bowl be the 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 Nyquil Z's Bowl. Yeah, geez. The Iowa bowl. versus Tennessee. I think Tennessee's gonna win. I I think they could be like seven to six, but yeah, yeah Tennessee's gonna win. I think Tennessee wins. Then we got some playoff games. Um, Rose Bowl, CFP final number four, Bama number one, Michigan. Oh, all you Michigan fans who say, yeah, you got your green glasses on, you want Bama. Hell yeah, I do, because Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. I think he coaches circles around Jim. I think that they are too physical. They've rounded into shape, and I think Michigan, Michigan falls to 0-3 in the playoff. Bama's playing for a national title. Um, sorry, Michigan. I, you, yep. you had a good season again, but you're going to come up short. You can't beat yeah. the big boys. Bama, Bama's going to win that game. I think it'll be close, but I think Bama gets. I don't it. even know that it's going to be close, to be honest. All state. What's Michigan done against the SEC now? All state much? Sugar Bowl. Um, we've got our friends of Texas. Texas is back, indeed. Um, playoff for the first time, right before going to the SEC. They will take on the Huskies of Washington, um, future Big Ten team here. Um, looking forward to this game. I, I think there could be fireworks here. Um, Two defenses that are okay, but the offenses are fast and have really good quarterback play. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going a little rematch from early in the season. I'm, I'm going Texas-Bama for a national championship um, on, on January 8th. I'm going Washington to win that game in overtime, and I'm going Bama to beat Washington. I've got Bama beating Texas, avenging it. And I think Saban does not retire and comes back um, for yet another year. Um, and continue. I think Milrow will be a Heisman favorite next year. I mean, yeah. for sure will be um, heading into the season. But I think he can win it. And the consolation game will be played next year in Ann Arbor because Texas goes to Ann Arbor to play yep. Michigan. Yep, exactly. All right, those are the bowl picks. Um, let us know if you have any any grievances to air as Festivus is coming up as well. Um, no other big college football news. I'm trying to think Big Ten-wise. Penn State hired Indiana former coach Tom Allen as their defensive yeah, coordinator um, because they lost their defensive coordinator to Coach Duke. Duke. Um, Manny. Staying in the, going back to the ACC. Yeah, so I think that's college football. Yeah, now. I, don't, I mean, I don't think there's anything else crazy that I, I, I missed layups on, on the TV. Which brings us to college basketball. Second down slash spot two and Big Ten Power Rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports, sponsorship, and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. So, quick run through my power rankings. power rankings? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flipped them around a little bit. From last week, I had Michigan State last, obviously, and we'll get a little bit more to Michigan State a little bit later. But, you know, the real Michigan State kind of finally showed up on Saturday, at least what we hope is the real Michigan State. So I'm going, you know, pretty interchangeable towards the bottom, honestly. 14 Penn State, 13 Iowa, 12 Rutgers, 11 Michigan. Michigan currently in a fight with Florida, down one with two minutes to go. Um Minnesota 10, Maryland 9. I jumped to Michigan State all the way up to 8 um, based on the performance of the last couple of games. Nebraska 7. Nebraska's actually had a really nice yeah, win last well. week against Kansas State. Part of a really big day for the Big Ten on Saturday where they went 9-2. and two and, Beat and some good teams. Purdue beat Arizona. 
Nebraska beat Kansas State. Michigan State smoked Baylor. Um, you know, there are some really good wins. Ohio State, I think, beat UCLA that day. I got Ohio State number six, Indiana number five. Indiana struggled. They won by one. Ended up they were down big to Moorhead State at home. Should have lost. Um, Northwestern four, despite losing to Chicago State last week. That's kind of crazy. They're still nine and two though. Three Wisconsin, two Illinois, one Purdue. Um, it's Purdue and everybody else. And I think, you know, it's just going to be a matter of how does the rest of it shake out. Who who shakes out and and has a chance? Obviously, coming out of the holidays. You know, some teams like Michigan State are in a hole at 0-2 in the Big Ten. Um, not a good place to start, but there's only one 2-0 team at this point, and that happens to be Indiana. So, um, you know, anything can happen. Purdue already has a loss, for example. So um, it'll be it'll be an interesting run as you get out of, out of the holidays. There's a lot of good games in college basketball coming this, up in this week, week alone. Um, you know, you always have feast week, which is really good. And then you get it right around Christmas and you get some great games and then it hits a lull. Everybody goes for a cupcake or two, get their legs back around the holidays. And then, uh, you come back out of the holidays and you get into your conference play. So, um, it gets real quick, uh, again. So, you know, big 10 wise, I have not admittedly seen a ton of games lately, yeah, you could do yours. Uh, I got Iowa 14, Penn State 13, Michigan 12. Yes, they're not good. Rutgers 11, uh, Minnesota 10, Maryland 9, Northwestern 8, Michigan State 7, Nebraska 6, Indiana 5, Ohio State 4, Wisconsin 3, Illinois 2, Purdue 1. Um, Northwestern losing to Chicago State at home really put a damper on um, my belief in Northwestern, yeah, it was at one game, sure, but I watched the end of that game, and their offense is the same thing every time. It's a clear out for Boo Booey to drive right, and once teams figure that out, sorry guys, there's not much. Else. They don't have a a, a Chase Audige. Um, is Ty Berry a good good you know Jade Nakins type can you know hit an open shot or two? Yeah, sure, but I, I just don't. Yeah, if you got a guy like an offense like that, you need a guy that you can kick to. Yeah, they they they're big. That big guy's not. He's not gotten any better. Um, and their their other guy, supporting cast was not very good in that game. I I think that I think Ohio State is going to be really good. Thornton is having they really, lost really, to Penn State. Yeah, I I, I think they're going to be fine. I, I I really like Holtman. Um, Thornton's really really good. Jameson Battle's really really good. Um, and then they have some nice role players as well. I think they're going to be tough, and so is Wisconsin for that matter. They are just, Wisconsin just it's hard just that offense hang around, man. Yeah, they they run a very, have. very tough offense to defend. Um, they're pretty disciplined. You know, they're not flashy. They're not gonna they're not gonna blow you out, but they're usually gonna you know they're gonna just play really well with the pieces and parts that they have. Yeah, no, they're they're a tough team. Illinois has been playing. Really well. Um, they look good. Purdue, uh, it's not just Edie anymore because Lawyer has played really well um, against against Arizona. So did Braden Smith. He's kind of stepped up in that. Le- I was saying to, to Mitch of Palooza earlier when we had lunch, shout out Mitch. That was a fun thing for lunch. Appreciate it. Congrats on talk. baby number two, yes, Mitch. Sir. Um, yeah. Um, Purdue, in the past, you know, they've had good – two or three really good guys. Now they have that fourth guy with Lance Jones. He's a really solid player and he can score. Um, so they have kind of four options, which is which is good for them. Um, and, you know, maybe they'll pull up Virginia, losing to 16 and winning a national championship. Who knows? Um, we had a long, long way to go. Injuries happen. Um, just 
stuff happens, time does, where people get worn down, matchups happen. So we shall see what happens here um, in the next few months. I'm, I'm so excited for it, especially the, with Michigan State playing a little better. We can touch on that a little later um, in, in spot four. But other college basketball, North Carolina, Kentucky was an awesome. Kentucky's really, really good, um, relying heavily on freshmen once again. Their freshmen this time are, are grown men. They're really, really good and athletic. Yeah, that seven-footer um, that fun made the key free throws. He's really good. Very fun to watch. Um, Speaking of North Carolina, RIP Eric Montross. Yeah, uh, stud for Guy that I actually met in high school, you know, in my age range, 52, helped North Carolina win the yeah, 1993. Yeah, helped Too bad. Carolina win the 93 national championship in the, the infamous T.O. game by Chris Weber. Um, yeah, good dude, you know. You know, was doing a lot of good things at North Carolina. It was a color commentator, raised money for the school, and um, you know, tough to see that happen. And you know, thoughts and prayers to his family. I know that he had a young family too, or a fairly young family. So that's always tough when when you lose one uh, and you lose a good one early. So kudos to uh, UConn. This is the last college basketball thing. UConn um, scheduled like a not a home and home per se, but basically um, they. Pull one out to Seattle, played Gonzaga, and then next year they're playing him in the Garden, which is you know kind of seventh heaven for UConn in the in the past here. But um, they went out there and and they kicked Gonzaga's ass. I mean that is that is a good basketball. Yeah. That they might be the best team I've seen play top to bottom. They are that. they are elite, elite guards, elite defense, elite bigs, athleticism. They can pass. Experience. They won it um, last year. They play year. really hard. They're well coached. Hurley might be a weirdo, but damn, he can coach. He is wow. He's really good. He's a lot better than his brother as a coach. That's for sure. Um, they're fun. They are a fun team. I, I enjoy watching that Tristan Newton guy. He kind of reminds me of a. He's a little more athletic and a little like lankier Denzel Valentine. Just like a all over the place. Plays good defense. Really good shooter, really good passer, rebounds, block shots, steal. I mean, he's the real – he might be my national player of the year right now. He's stud. Um, yeah, I don't think I really have anything else college basketball-wise if um, if you don't. Um, I will move to spot number three, hodgepodge mailbag. I threw a couple things in there. Chris gave me a couple things. Um, this is one that we were going to – we could have teed up LeBron because LeBron's an a-hole. Um, so if you missed it, you know, his son, Bronny, who had a heart attack earlier this year, but is from, <clears throat> I'm not saying, but I'm saying COVID vaccine because LeBron was a pusher of that. Anyway, played his first college action and LeBron comes in totally disrespectful during the national anthem. Not only is he walking in during the national anthem, he sits down and says, you know, basically it's because it's his right and he can't do it as an NBA player, you know, because he'll get fined. Kiss my ass, LeBron. They Get out. You don't like America, get out of the country. I get it, you have a right to voice your whatever, but I'm sorry, you don't, in my opinion, have the right to sit down during the national anthem. And if you think you have that right, here, take a take an AK-47 and go fight uh, on the Gaza Strip. See how, you, see how you like it. Like, I have a real, real problem with him anyway, and I have a ginormous problem with that. Any thoughts on that, Ryan? No, he's, yeah, he's just... He's in the news for the wrong reasons all the time. It's as I it's I, I talked about this last week. I, how I in the car I was I was thinking, man, I I really used to enjoy 
watching the NBA, like I would in like you know around Christmas, be like, oh, I can't wait for the Christmas games. Like it's competitive. I hate the NBA. I won't watch it. I haven't watched it in two years since I was in college when we would bet on games for fun and as as a bonding thing with my friends. I I hate it. I despise it, and this makes me hate it more because mm-hmm. LeBron is the so-called air quotation face of the NBA um, with his antics. He and, ducks the the new great player. He's, he's, he's just he's a, he's a pos. Uh, here's another fun one that I saw this week. Colorado is in, introducing a course for the university inspired by Dion. A, a core like a, a class. like a college class. Yeah. What is that in like in like? Getting rid of people, or I don't know if it's a leadership. I read it, but then it was kind of disgusting, so I stopped reading it. It was about I don't even know, but the fact here's my thing the fact that any college would consider what Dion's doing good and something you know to to uh you know to celebrate with a class that's part of the problem, right there in a nutshell, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's crap, it's. The shtick is has gotten to be a lot. Um, no more. No All right, more here's beyond. another one. They stink. We said no golf, but here's a golf one. So Rom's to the live. I don't know if that happened before or after we talked last week. I think we talked about it last week. Um, and Couples, Fred Couples, who I love, uh, was on a podcast. He's very unassuming, tells it like it is. You know, somebody asked him what his take on it was, and he's like, look, I get it. It's generational money, whatever. He's like, I personally wouldn't do it, but he's like, stop with the song and dance that, you know, that like in Rom's case first said, Oh, uh, I want to play against the best every week. 54 whole shotgun events. That's not golf. Like he dogged everything about the live. Um, But then as soon as he goes and takes it, the shtick is, Oh, but it's good for the game and it grows the game and blah, 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 blah. And, Mm -hmm. And couples take was, they asked him, what's your take? And he had two words my ass and here's why i agree with him because what his point was is just stand up there and tell the truth i went for 400 million dollars yeah. i went for 500 million dollars that's much more respectful than telling us you're trying to grow the game grow the game how nobody watches live nobody really attends live they make it like it's a big thing it's it's almost like the government and the f- facade that the government throws up to say that everybody's in support of this, that, or the other thing. Uh, no, it's it's made up. And by the way, you're taking blood blood money. Um, but they if that's what me. you want to do, then stand up and say, I'm taking it because my family can get $500 million and I can feel really comfortable for the rest of my life. They got you by the balls for the rest of your golf career, if that's what you really want. If you want to be controlled, if you don't want to actually go earn the money, go for it. Because that fits into today's society. Nobody wants to, to earn what they have. But I'm I'm with couples. My ass. I'm so tired of the lies. Like you're either, um, you're either in it for the money, or you're in to stay in the PGA. There, there's no other line. There's no growing the game. There's there's no growth of the game because you went there. You're fracturing the game, if anything. Yeah, and then you, you hear him say he's like, "Oh, I, I think you know, live should be seventy-two holes." So like. Right, yeah, of course. And, and then he, they told him to shut up, basically. Yeah, and so then, yeah, he, he has a, an imposed gag order, basically, till February, which, shocker, because they got control on him. All right, so this is a couple from Chris. In this silly season with the portal, out-of-control NIL, a million bowl games, what's the point of college football? Given it is all subjective instead of objective, why should anyone care? 
Um, good question. Um, Obviously, he's referring to the way the playoffs went down. Literally, yeah. I threw the bowls in there. Literally, the fact that we have losing teams in bowl games. Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten to be stupid. I mean, I I do love. It's just a money ball, grab. It's a, it's an it's entertainment, right? It's like they you know, know people like watch watching it. TikTok. They know people watch it's, it. It's elongated TikTok. That's really what it is, and it, it's why I'm 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 sorry because I like college better, but I'm. I have a new perspective on why people like the NFL better. Yeah, the NFL is because really the NFL good. is about football and college is about money. Yeah, it's, it, it, NFL is a business, but it's college football is becoming that way. And it's disgusting. Yeah. it's ruined. Yep, it is. Ne- it's ruined. never going to go back unless they, you know, eventually, like we said. And it is hard. It, it's hard to care and, and to invest because you know you're going to, of course, we're going to invest in Michigan State um, because. That's my alma mater, and that's the team that we love. But, but you can't even really f- anymore or hardly find a guy that you can watch grow through four or five years in a program and become a stud. Um, you know, seniors sticking around doesn't happen, and it's it's ridiculous. You 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 only have the love for the front of the name of the jersey. You can't even love guys in the back. And even Michigan State's greatest player in the last ten years, K nine, was a one one and done guy. Um, gave us great memories. Was ar- arguably had one of the best seasons in Michigan State history. So that's awesome. But like, I'd like to see that for three or four years, like we used to. But anyway, uh, Chris's other question: Should we scrap the playoffs and just go back to the random a holes voting on a champ? Since obviously related, everything is so subjective instead of objective. I think next year will help. Going to twelve teams, yes, will there be a thirteenth team left out? But I think you have a lot less argument of a of the team that was 13th versus the Florida State this year. Um, clearly, Florida State would have made it next year. You know, Maybe they would have been a little bit lower seeded or something because they were missing their quarterback, but they would have gotten a shot at it. So I think that's the right thing. I think if we were sticking to a four-team playoff in the current realm, yeah, probably may as well. What's the difference, right? It's a popularity contest anyway. Right. No, I agree. Um, just It's gotten to be stupid. All right, now a word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30-plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, let's talk to Michigan State football and basketball. Um, one of your football first, um, I guess, in the last week since we – Talk Michigan State got our guy, um, Aiden Childs. Um, got a 6'4, 220 quarterback that can run Top and has a recruit. really good arm. Um, wow, finally. And, and not, a, not a freshman who, like an incoming freshman who's got the stars and is recruited that way, which can be hit or miss, but a guy that actually played in eight games, you know, knows got to system. throw the ball, knows, knows the system, had shown his wares. Um, my buddy Dobb thinks he looks a little bit like a Lamar Jackson. I think that's a pr- pretty good comp at this point in time. And it opened up kind of the gates for Michigan State to finally refill the quarterback room. Because all three of the guys that went in the portal are all gone. Kim went to Coastal Carolina, stepped down, although he could probably start for two years there. Hauser to East Carolina, stepped down. And then Levitt went to Arizona State. Um are arguably a step down ish. I don't know. They're going to the big 12, right? Yes. So, you know, I don't know. It's still power five or power four now that the pac 12 is gone, but um, 
Childs was huge for Michigan State. It was kind of expected, but until it happens, you know, you never know. But since then, Michigan State's, you know, kind of opened up. You know, it's signing day is tomorrow. A lot of good key guys, guys that were committed to Oregon State that are coming to Michigan Lots State to follow State Coach guys. Smith. Got the tight end from Oregon State, got a receiver mm-hmm. from Purdue, good linebacker from Wisconsin. I'm sure there'll be a few more to supplement. And then getting, I've heard a lot of, a few guys are going to announce they're coming back. Um, they're in the portal, so that'd be good. Um, so just get some more guys. Yeah, and you got, you know, some good recruits coming in. They're kind of filming the class could nicely. Be a, could be, well, um, at the very least, Michigan State will be a fun team to watch. Right. Um, and pretty young at that as well, um, which we like even more. And here's one way I can tell you already that I trust Smith more than I ever trust Tucker on the recruiting because he's not just chasing four and five stars and getting on people's final lists and being happy with it. He's going out and he's getting three stars that are rising three stars, good guys like this quarterback that decommitted from Ball State or this wide receiver that decommitted from Bowling Green. You'll go, oh, those are Mac guys. They're kind of either they were hurt or they were sleepers in their class and they kind of went a little bit under the radar. And that's where Michigan State's bread has been buttered, where it was buttered with D'Antonio. He would go out and recruit the Recruiting gyms. Recruiting Ohio. He would recruit the gyms, he would polish them, and he would take a two-star and make you go, what? How was that guy not a five-star? Le'Veon Bell, Kirk Cousins, Connor Cook, Darquez Denard. Trey Waynes. I mean, the list yeah, goes on and on. Zero stars. Yeah. So if you walk on, if you, so if you can get some some of these guys that are kind of sleeper three stars and a coach that has already proven he can coach them up, um, and most of his staff intact. I have not seen the official on Harlan, but it sounds like he's coming back as the safeties coach. So that's fine for continuity. Obviously, Hawk is back as the wide receivers coach. Um, yeah, is it going to be immediately like a ten and two season next year? No, but Michigan State should be able to compete for a bowl right away which should always be the bottom line minimal uh, for Michigan State, to yeah. tell you the truth. So well, it's, it's good. Next year we should be competitive and keep building to hopefully a playoff by 20, appearance by 2026. That'd be cool. And Michigan State, you know, had some had some good, uh, got some good O-line guys today. So this was this was one that could have gone on hodgepodge but, or mailbag. But Chris threw this. An interesting NIL idea. How about creating a program that is just for the offensive line? Guarantee six figures per lineman starting their freshman year, then increase it incrementally each year, maybe with incentives, obviously, to stay and so on and so forth. By the way, I vote you got to pay it back if you leave. Um, and could, you know, at could, least half of it. It could create a sustained playing group and manufacture loyalty. What are your thoughts? I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's um, kind of fun. I think. You know, you, too often you put it into the quarterback and you put it into the running back, which is great. You need those guys. But we, we're seeing it with the Lions this year. And in football in general, it's built, right, as you said today, from the inside out. You need to have a good D-line and a good O-line. And that's been, like, I'll use the Lions. It's not apples to apples with college to pro. But the Lions had talent in Stafford and, you know, What's his Calvin, Calvin Johnson and like they had great skill players, but their offensive line sucked, and so it didn't matter. Um, you know their defensive line was never that great, so it didn't matter. Like you see it all the time. Michigan State's best teams under D'Antonio controlled the lines of scrimmage, and that's where Mich- I think Michigan State is building. And I agree. If you can put together an NIL program, and I think the the sad part in there, I threw that in there. Manufacture loyalty. I think you almost have to manufacture loyalty anymore, and the way you do that is with money, which is ridiculous because it's not necessarily earned. But if you can you can get guys and put some focus there, I think you have a chance to kind of create two, three-year starters and the type of depth that really can you know build a team. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
Yeah. And then talk hoops. Um, hopefully, maybe, finally. Yeah, I'm going to ask the simple question. Did the Baylor win signify Michigan State turning the corner? I think it's a step. It's a step. I, it's a long season, but I think um, – It was the right – it was the right thing because Michigan State got back to its principles. Running, defending, and rebounding. Um, and it's more like in order, defending, running, and rebounding. Um, Michigan State pressured the heck out of Baylor right out of the gate. A good Baylor. Now their strength of schedule wasn't great, but they were undefeated. No, one, of the, one of the few team. undefeated teams. Um, they liked the back door. very athletic, very long, um, a good, solid team. Um and from the get-go, Michigan State got a shot clock violation. They got too early. They held them to a five-second, um, you know, and and played with the kind of intensity and, and and aggressiveness that you would have expected all along. You know, my beef is where was that all along? I don't buy the unlucky stuff. I don't like the unlucky garbage. Like, oh, they were unlucky that they lost, and they no, they just didn't close. They they, they blew the opportunity. They started poorly, and or they blew opportunities late in games. Um, and in that game, they didn't. I mean, Cohen Carr put on a show. And the thing is, is he's more than a dunker. He's playing defense and he's rebounding and he's getting more time. Fears is fantastic and keeps, keeps getting better. And Hogard, the last two games, played like we expected A.J. Wood. Maybe he got the pot out of his system. I really don't know what it is. Playing a lot better. Um, it helped that Tyson got off to a start early as opposed to late. But, like, he – I mean, he outscored Baylor by himself in the first half, which is pretty fantastic. I never have a beef with him because even if he's not shooting it particularly well, he plays good defense. Um, and I think the Michigan State bigs kind of answered the bell in that game. Like, they don't have to be Zach Eady. Or Hunter Dickinson. They just they have to be serviceable and good and collectively be like a solid double double guy. And that's what they've been, especially the last two games. Like defending the rim a little bit, getting rebounds. I think Cooper's really good at getting offensive rebounds. Um, both games they come the two combined for like almost a fifteen and fifteen double double both games, meaning the Oakland game last night too. So I think, you know, signs last night early were like, Oh boy, here we go. Oakland plays a zone, and Michigan State's kind of settling in half court. Well. And then all of a sudden, you saw him start to push it again. Um, and a guy like Holloman, who I continue to maintain is by far Michigan State's most approved player. He's confident he's when he shoots it. Sneaky. He's got he's got a nice shot. Yeah, he ended up being three for nine last night, but he's doing good things for Michigan State. And I don't mind if he shoots it. I don't cringe when he shoots it. And Michigan State's settling into a little bit of a rotation. I still would like to see more Booker. Although now I'm hearing a little bit, I, I don't. I had this conversation with a coworker today. I don't know why Izzo he likes to just rip the you know the idiots on Twitter or whatever, and I'm not on Twitter, so I don't. I'm the consi- idiot. I don't consider. I don't, tweet, but... I don't consider myself in there. You know the people who say he should be fired or whatever. But here's the thing, Tom. Here's some advice for you. So stand at the podium and talk to talk to your fans. Like not all of us know basketball like Ryan and I do, but a lot of us do, and just tell us, hey guys. Not only does Booker sometimes lack some of the drive in the motor because, A, he's not been playing the game as long. Remind people that. And, and oh, by the way, B, he's struggling a little bit with our offense and where to do and what to do and or our defense because he's never played in a ball screen offense or he's never played in a predominantly ball screen defensive position. Like, tell us those things. You know, I don't, underst- I don't understand why you don't tell us those things as a coach to fans. You know, like, don't treat us like we're idiots. Don't treat us like we're Twitter idiots. Talk to us like we know what we're talking about. Um, 
And then, you know, the Twitter idiots are going to be the Twitter idiots or the X idiots or whatever you want to call them, no matter what. But, um, you know, I think the long answer there to your question, Mom, um, yes, I think Michigan State is turning the corner, but I don't think they've turned the corner. I think it's very clear that the rest of the year, any team that gets them into a rock fight in half court is going to be is going to it's probably gonna be, beat yeah, Michigan State. Yeah, it's not going to be a, a yeah. win. It's just it, Michigan State's just not built for that. They're just not they they don't have enough guys that can get their shot. Tyson is quick and he's got a quick release and he's a really hot shooter, but he's a little small to get his own shot all the time. Akins can get it, but he's not shooting very well. Hogard's not a good enough shooter. Doesn't get downhill enough. He's been finishing at the basket lately, but um, you know, so we we shall see. Uh, but I think Michigan State's got a really good chance. The next four games, at least, I haven't looked beyond those four. You know, the toughest game in there is Northwestern, but there's a Indiana State's not going to be easy. Northwestern's not going to be easy. But if they can go four and zero in the next four, all of a sudden they're ten and five, and I think that sets them up well. Then they'd be back to two and two in the Big Ten, and I think then all bets are off. You know, we'll see where they can go from there. Agreed. Um, Mama Mana slash Mana also asked us to grade the players again, so I don't know if you want to take a. She yeah. liked it when we did that. So yeah. um, I would say everybody really got an A for the Baylor game. I mean, I think everybody had the intensity. Um, everybody played hard. Everybody played their role. I would say the bigs in the last two games, Maddie, Cooper, there's um, a, a little bit of Booker in there. They're playing much better, much better position on defense. Um, the guards are also helping them out because they're pressuring a little bit better. But, um, you know, their grades have, have definitely in- increased. Hogard's grade has increased. He's finishing at the rim, and he's doing good things. We'll see if it continues. I still think he plays lazy defense. I still think he undercuts screens way too often. He lets shooters go. I still think he gives up on plays. I still don't think he boxes out as well as other guys do. But for every boneheaded play that he makes, I think Aikens is playing a little bit harder and realizing he does, doesn't have to just show out and be a scorer because that's not his role on the team. Um, I really think Carr is rounding into a very key piece for Michigan State because he's an energy guy and he's unassuming. He'll do what coach wants him to do. Is he going to make mistakes? Yes, he's a freshman. Is he a great shooter? Particularly not a great free throw shooter. He's 50%, but he can get to the rim. He can give you some energy off the dunks that he has, which are just ferocious. I mean, there's no other word to say, but like powerful, ferocious. The The speed with which he gets up and then the ferocity with which he dunks is is unreal. Tyson's Tyson. I I think he's great anyway. I said it maybe at the beginning of the year. I thought he had a chance to be kind of like a Sean Respert, um, just a guy that can just heat up and score 30 easily. Um, And he plays really good defense. He always plays good defense. I really like Fears. I think Fears, I feel great with Fears in the future. I feel great with how Holloman's playing in terms of the future for Michigan State. So I think, yes, things are definitely looking better. I mean, I would go from giving the team a collective probably – D plus C minus through the first, you know, um, nine games to, you know, the last two games I'd give him an A. Yesterday, maybe an A minus. It wasn't great. I think they should have probably throttled Oakland, but Oakland's a decent team. I mean, they were, we were up Um, huge and they kind of, you know, that tends to happen with us. Getting there to run at the end, but But, I I think the scoreboard was not as telling as the final score. Yeah, Um, I would agree with that. You got anything else on Basketball team, I got a question for you. Should Kohler just redshirt because he's been set back 
Um, yeah, till after Christmas at least. Yeah. Um, and who knows if that So means. at that point, I'll have missed a third of the season. Well, but I would argue it would take another third of the season to get up to speed. So is it worth it for him, for his future, let alone Michigan State? Is it worth it for Michigan State? Probably. But is it worth it for him? To burn a year to basically get a third of a season out of it. I mean, well, that's the thing. Is does that mean he can play in the game after Christmas, or is he can start running after? I don't know right. what it means. Yeah. I guess if he can play in the Indiana State game, maybe. But I, I, I yeah. Just if don't... you're talking, he's not going to play until mid January, and then even then, he's not going to be up risk. to speed until mid February. At that point, I just think you say, you know what, we've gotten this far with what we got. It's a lim- it's a somewhat limiting to not have a post game, but let's figure it out. Um, you know, I think Hall has played kind of one person I left out. He's not played particularly great the last two games. But here's the thing: it's the Malik Hall experience. We don't need him to score 22 points a game. If he scores 22 points a game, and and it's probably because we're going to lose because other people aren't stepping up. So as long as he's getting rebounds and playing good defense, I really don't care. I don't care what his stats look like. Um, if Michigan State can find a way to compete in the Big Ten without Kohler, I would say it's better for you for the future to, to not burn a redshirt because you got to look ahead next year. So Mahdi's going to be gone. AJ's going to be gone. Tyson's going to be gone. You know, you got to probably be gone. Uh, Aikens, so, you, so it's Fears, it's Holloman, it's Carr, it's Booker, it's um, – you know, Holloman. It, it's it's those guys, and it's Kohler. Like Kohler's going to play into there, and then our other freshman who's in a boot this year, he's not playing. Norman, goodness, yeah, but like, what in the world? Like we've asked this question. Is it the court? The it's got to be the court. What is going on at Michigan State that every year they have two players with serious foot injuries? I don't. Maybe that happens at other programs. If you're a fan of another does. program, let me know. Has it happened at Michigan? It's been happening no. since Mateen Cleves. And if it's the shoes, then get the hell out of Nikes. Um, what is it? Is it the way they train? There's got to be something there because every year, last year it was two, right? It was Hall and Aikens. Hall and Aikens, and I feel like there's one more. You know, know. you had uh, a great player in Josh Langford Langford had had it and, you know, basically had to shut down his career because of it. Like, something. Gary Harris had foot problems. There's something going on there, and I don't know why they haven't un- tried to uncover what that is. It's, it's ridiculous. It is, it's, it's gotten old. Yeah, like it really it's, has. It's, like, would you, it's just like, who's going to be next on the pole of the fall? It's like, a, it's like a rite of passage for Michigan State basketball to mm-hmm. have foot injuries. To be in a boot. Um, yeah, we don't need that. Um, all right, do uh, you have anything else? Nope. First. Michigan State-wise, all right, let's go uh, NFL, I guess, to finish it. Um, well, Chargers, we, we talked about how Brandon Staley was going to get fired, and he already did. Um, one of the worst performances in their – A week after they scored zero points, the, the Raiders, Raiders, they yes, scored 63. 63. On, on the Chargers, uh, and Staley's a defensive coach. Hmm. A defensive coach um, got smoked. Um that's embarrassing. Good. He sucked. He didn't deserve that job. Um, what else? Um, Saturday in the NFL, Vikings blew a huge lead. The Bengals, Bengals are still alive. Um, crazy. Um, Colts. They had a little extra extra because their quarterback, Browning, had been cut by the – Yeah. So he had something to prove. And, yep. And he's been doing – he's 4-0, I think, right? Yeah, he's, he's doing a really nice job for them. Doing a really good job. Indy put, you know, 
the NFC, the AFC North is really competitive, and Pittsburgh's on the ropes. Uh, yeah, they're well, going to, what their fourth Rudolph, quarterback now. Rudolph is starting. Yeah, yeah. he stinks. He's, yeah. Uh, it's just bad. The Browns, the Browns are a surprise. Good lord, um, comeback win against the Bears. The Bears should have won that. Yeah, they dropped. They dropped two wide open touchdowns. One including the hail mary. It was right in his lap. It was crazy. But the Browns are right up there. I mean, they still have a shot at the division, which is crazy. The Ravens are really. Good. Tampa Bay went on the road and and smoked Green Bay. Kind of Green Bay is, is slipping now in terms of you know where they stand for playoff purposes. Yeah. Um, Right now, let's see Green Bay. The Colts are surprising, though. They're good for them with a backup quarterback. Um, wow. Yeah, Colts currently are in the playoffs. Uh, they're the third wild card team in. As Texans the are right there. Today. They got it out that win against the Titans. Um, who else is? Uh, Bills finding their way back. Yes, yeah, smoke really the Cowboys. Well. Dolphins are really good. Um, the Chiefs are. I mean, yeah, they beat the Patriots, but. They're not very good, I don't think. This is it's not their no. year. Um, Broncos, uh, Lions, Broncos, Lions started off a little slow and then just absolutely put the pedal to the metal against a Broncos team that was surging. Um, yeah, they had won what five or six after they gave up a, a, seventy. A good defense um, yeah. ever since that game. A, an offense that was pretty potent. The Lions dominated that game on both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, got off the the Schneid. Um, hopefully this is this is the turning point and they'll start shows you how draft but matters because five line. touchdowns out of rookies healthy offensive line yeah, makes what, golf unbelievable five touchdowns um, he was threading the ball Laporta's um, is already a top three tight in the NFL that's crazy to say as a rookie um, and all the pundits what a terrible draft by the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs leads the league in twenty yard rushes um, and yards after contact. Um, and he had over 100 scrimmage yards again um, and two touchdowns. Sam Laporta leads all at tight ends and touchdowns, and he has a ton of receiving yards as well. Um, Brian Branch is a, is a stud in the making, and Jack Campbell's getting a lot better. He's been a solid rookie, too, um, for the Lions. Yeah, he was never intended to start no, for them this no. year. So, and he's playing well. Like, linebackers, it takes a little bit for, for you to get it. Um and there's a good chance the Lions could play themselves up to the two seed because the Eagles have lost. The Eagles have lost three in a row. Dallas got throttled. They're both ten and four. Um, you know, right now as it stands, you would have uh, San Fran in the one seed. Dallas is the two. Lions are the three. But Detroit plays Dallas in a week after the, the yeah. week after this, and then you'd have Tampa Bay or New Orleans as the four seed. They're both seven and seven. And then your wild card right now would be Philly, Minnesota, and the Rams. But Seattle and New Orleans are also seven and seven. So Philly's going to get in. They've already clinched a playoff. Yeah, Dallas is clinched. Um, San Fran is clinched. Minnesota, the Rams, uh, the Seahawks, the the Saints are all seven and seven. Even Atlanta and Green Bay are have outside shots at six and eight, although long shots. And the Bears and the Giants are not as of this, at least eliminated yet. Only Washington, Arizona, and Carolina are eliminated. Um, but I think you got really kind of a five-team dogfight unless Green Bay picks it up here down the stretch. Uh, it's really going to be between five teams, I think, for those three spots. And in the AFC, 
You've got, let's see, current division leaders. You got Miami at 10 and 4, Baltimore, the number one seed at 11 and 3, Jacksonville and Indy and Houston are all tied at 8 and 6. Jacksonville's falling on hard times. Uh, they've lost three in a row. And, and Kansas City's at 9 and 5 with a two game lead on Denver. So the AFC is a little bit more wide open. Yeah, there's a lot um, of good teams buying for the Cleveland. Spot. Nine and five, Cincy eight and six, Indy eight and six, Houston eight and six, Buffalo eight and Buffalo's six. Eight and six. Those five teams all have a great shot at it. And then you got Pittsburgh, Denver at seven and seven. Um, Vegas is a long shot, and the Chargers at six and eight and five and nine. But um, only Tennessee, the Jets, and New England have been eliminated from the AFC. So it's going to be a crazy last couple of weeks. I'm trying to th- see what we have. Schedule wise, this week, um, Dolphins, Cowboys, Detroit Lions, can Vikings, clinch. Detroit can clinch the, the North. North. You got uh, New Orleans Rams, so that's a two seven and seven teams. Cincy, Pittsburgh, those are two playoff battling teams. Buffalo Chargers, Buffalo should be able to continue on their winning ways. They still have to play Miami, which is helpful for them. Uh, Colts, Atlanta, eight and six. That's a huge game for Indy. Seattle, seven and seven. They got to beat Tennessee, five and nine. Uh, Washington and the Jets at the toilet bowl. Who cares? Green Bay's got a chance to stay in it because they play Carolina. Um, Cleveland-Houston, that's kind of a de facto elimination game for Houston. Yes. Um, you know, Jacksonville-Tampa, that's a huge game for both of them. Yes, it is. Uh, Tampa could take control of the South. Toilet Bowl 2, Arizona-Chicago. Uh, Dallas-Miami, actually a really good game. It has some playoff implications based on seeds. Um New England, Denver, a chance for Denver to kind of get back to winning ways. Kansas City uh, plays Vegas, so Vegas to stay in it. They got that's on Christmas Day. They they got to get that win. Philly hopes to get right against the Giants, and then Baltimore, San Francisco, the two top teams. Um, maybe a little preview of the Super Bowl potentially. They play Monday yeah. night, so um, it's getting kind of crazy down here down the stretch. The Lions have at Vikings at Dallas, Vikings at home. Um, you know, there's ways Two beyond just winning that they can that they can clinch, but you know they're they're locked into at least the three seed, I believe. I don't think they can. They're not going to slip. I don't think they're going to slip to the four. Unless they lose both to the Vikings, they're going to stay. So that guarantees them a home playoff game. Two seed would be great, obviously, if they can get it. Yeah. Um, you know, just to avoid having to play San Francisco until later on. But yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it'll be interesting times, that's for sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it'll be fun. Um, we didn't talk about this one, the Menden, Rashid Mendenhall oh, tweet. You know, calling out announcers, the white announcers saying they don't know what they're talking about, and let's do it. Let's have a all-black team Pro Bowl versus an all-white team Pro Bowl. Hey, you're about an idiot. that one, bud? It's caused some good debate. Like, my immediate gut reaction was, okay, who's going to play in the secondary? But, I mean, there's I, – I don't, I don't even really want to touch that because that has, that has – that is fraught with potential red flags all over it. But, like, okay, good for you for saying it. Um, it's kind of what social media is these days, right? Say what's on your mind. And yeah, exactly. You don't have to pay and, 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 yeah, know, his name's get, tied to it. Get so. a reaction out of it. You know, right. and J.J. Watt chimed in and – he kind of had, had fun with it. He's like, I don't know who's going to guard Tyreek Hill, but, you know, um, we can – otherwise we could be fine. He's like – and, you know, people are saying, oh, he's racist. Yeah, I mean, is it kind of weird? Yeah, it's really weird saying that, but it's kind of funny too because what what white cornerback – there's some good white safeties. That Blankenship guy from the Eagles is really good. 
Oh, yeah, I have, I have Eric Smith from the Lions. I have an announcer rule. Like I think the quarterbacks generally do a good job as play as uh, color yeah. guys for the NFL. But I'm telling you, the reason I love college basketball the most, and especially when they have coaches call the games, love it. Whether it's Dane Fife last Bruce night Weber. calling a Michigan State game or Bruce Weber or whatever, Steve like Labin was coaches great. coaches tell it Rafferty, to you from the coach perspective, and they give it they give it to you like whole big Lapis. picture. So, um, yeah, like Jim Jackson's really good too. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not going to say there aren't players that because there's a lot of good NFL commentators that were obviously former players that are good, but um, yeah. you know, yeah. Right. So interesting stuff. All right, should we sprint, sprint it out? At home. All right, a uh, few Christmas questions here. Um, best Christmas movie character. Best Christmas movie character. That's. I gotta go with Clark. I gotta go with Clark Griswold. I'm going Edward. Cousin Eddie. Yes. Um, roast or ham for Christmas? You mean like a tenderloin? Yeah. Roast. Yeah. I'm yes. going roast too. Um, how about this question? Um, what apparel brand will Tiger Woods sign with? There is a hot rumor that he will no longer be with Nike at the end of this year. Um, Nike's gone way woke, so yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm gonna say what I I'm gonna say first. I have this sick feeling he's gonna sign with Adidas just to spite him. I almost I was gonna go there. Um, you know, obviously Spieth is the biggest Under Armour name out there. You can see that too. But does he does he go maybe off, go off athletic? Does maybe he'll go Foot Joy. Or I mean, because you're, you're talking about not just shoes, right? You're talking about apparel because yep. he already wears Foot Joy shoes. I think so. He yes. could he could go to, you know, like. Ralph Lauren or something like that if you wanted to. But, yeah, it'll be interesting because uh, I believe Tiger Woods is a good conservative Republican, as most golfers are. So how do you stay away from the woke brands? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no Ralph Lauren then. Yeah. After the JT. Yeah, after the JT. Speaking of uh, real quick golf, we, we talked about um, a few weeks back who we thought was going to replace Paul Azinger. There's a temporary replacement for him. Kisner, for, love it. Kiz is a is a – is a gem. He's funny, um, very knowledgeable. Um, I think he's going to do a phenomenal job in that position. Um, it's kind of a tryout for him because he he didn't make the cut. So no, no, good for him. Um, last question here: Who is your uh, going into week sixteen here? Who's your NFL MVP favorite? So I know a lot of talk has been around Purdy, and it's hard to argue with. I mean, it's pretty remarkable what he's done as Mister Irrelevant. But I think. He's got a lot of weapons on that team, and I think if you took Christian McCaffrey off that team, they would not be as good as they are versus I think you could probably arguably find another quarterback that could play with all those guys and be good. So no offense, Brock, because I really like him. I like I like that he's unassuming. I like that he's, he's, he's godly. Like cousins, I, yeah, he is. He's, he's a godly dude. I love all that stuff. But I, for me, Christian McCaffrey is the best player in the NFL. Yeah, I, to me, it's either it's going to come down to Lamar or C-Mac. I do. I think Tyreek Hill's a bit of a, a dark horse um, as well, but I'm going to go C-Mac um, over Lamar here. I think that he's he's amazing. How many games is that in a row? Like 20 in a row where he scored a touchdown? And just some and it's not just running. It's catching. I mean, and he, he pass blocks well. I mean, he's just he's a phenomenal he's football deal. player. He really yeah. is. He's, he is the, he's what made San Francisco go from good to great last year when they got him in that trade. Yeah, he is. And no, don't get me wrong. Again, I think Purdy, what he's done is fantastic. But he's got a ton of weapons. He does. So. Um, couldn't, he's got... 
And I think he would tell you that without C-Mac, he would be pretty average. Uh, he is life pretty good, I think, um, for what he does. But, you know, he's he's done a really good job as Mr. Rowe. It would take him something like 80 years to make the kind of money that, um, oh boy, for now Otani. the Dodgers, Otani is making though, that contract That's ridiculous. Stupid. All right, meanwhile, we'll close with a quote, as I yeah, always Merry do. Merry Christmas, everybody. Been listening to uh, some Paul Harvey TikTok, so people my age would know Paul Harvey. I always love listening to his stories, but... I'll give you a great gift from the great Paul Harvey for all sports fans. One to think about a little bit. Ever since I made tomorrow my favorite day, I've been uncomfortable looking back. And now you know the rest of the story.